0: You see them doing production stuff as, like, in-between stuff. Like, you get to see some of the making of the show. And I think that people will find that interesting. Oh,
1: come on. We're already having issues, and I don't like it. We're not streaming to Twitch for some reason did not work oh really no work on the twitch audience is gonna be but we are on youtube that's, that's the most important one we got two thumbs up i can see i can actually see the thumbs well up. i i'm one oh, them
2: cool. we have zero watchers none, none. i can see that yes too.
1: that's true i can see that too
2: so does it send a notification to twitter uh
1: so none of it's not oh. going to go live on anybody's twitters because i actually need your your actual like handles and passwords but i can't hey mox you know what the great thing about this is i can go live to like 20 different places instead of just eight so now i can actually go live to your twitter you're no longer excluded from the original list but i actually you guys would have to trust me with with your actual um yeah you would need to trust me with your handles and actual passwords uh so for me to set that up yeah it's Dwayne mcbride the d and m are capitalized 69 69. gotcha okay (laughs) So the only <laughs> bad news is obviously it's not working on my Twitter and I know that one. So I don't know why it's not working, but uh, we'll get that figured so one out for future So one thing that's going to
0: frustrate me is if I can't speak to the to the um, to the guests. Alright, excuse me, to the uh, to the audience. If I cannot
2: Joe Joe's
0: watching. Yeah, I, I see, see it. I see it. I see that over there. So for anybody for the two people that are tuning in right now, we are I, I can to see the food. comments.
1: Yeah, I'm watching. Main events um, commented. So we're using Go some talk. different software today. Can you not see those? Am I the only one who can see them? I can. I can see that. I cannot type to them though. Like I could on a Yard, I can type to them. I hey can. everyone, it's Matt. I have all the power now, and I actually kind of like it. Let's see. All
2: right. Oh, that's I, that's cool. Need the last three rounds. Yeah, they really mock. want those oh. last
1: three rounds of that mock we did with everybody. We got a little
2: off okay,
0: the rails. I took Texas A defense. That no,
1: no, no, not that. They're talking about the one we did with like Adam and Nino. Uh, with that, when KT oh, jumped in, did we not talk about that? Cooper Patagnit. We only did the ten rounds. They want the whole thing. They everybody's been asking for, like the, for us to finish the mock. The bad thing is, guys, we like all left that chat already, and the the mm. mock died. But they want a full yeah, we mock.
0: The chat, but we still have a picture of the mock
1: draft, though. We yeah, can talk they about want the us to complete draft. it, is what people want. There's a ton of comments on the YouTube videos from Debbie Debate uh, and other ways. They want us to complete the actual. Oh, I mock. didn't realize I had not. People realized are, are thirsting. Yeah.
0: We're people, trying to make content over here, people. We're trying to make we're trying to improve the quality in big and little ways. In big ways, what you're seeing on the screen, and in little ways, making sure our internet doesn't go out, making sure we have good microphones, professional quality microphones. I mean, the first Debbie debate that we recorded, I think I had like some Android wired headphone slash, you know, the head, the the, the uh, headphones that had the microphone so you could talk on your cell phone. That's what I recorded the first debut debate on.
2: And I think that you were a child on a bicycle powering your apartment too.
1: Impossible. I did. he did have I a did. white t-shirt on as well. He was it was all it was all types of professional. Austin I don't think talked more than like three words the entire first what? episode. What? There's nothing wrong with a white t-shirt. I didn't say there was. You just said it he's was getting ready for he's getting ready for spring break. That must, so I have to possible. I
0: have to picture myself I have to remember to stay here right in the middle because if I move Yeah, I keep
2: I keep
1: I'm leaning. not going to be on the screen. So you you we're trying you to improve professional windows.
0: We have one you, All right, folks. We're recording, right? We're live.
1: We've been live for we're live, yeah. and 50 seconds.
0: Keep all of this in, and we will start the show at 930 like we normally do. But for those who are tuning in here to this pre-show, we are trying to improve the production quality of everything it is that we do. So right now, you're you know visually, we want to make it look more professional. So we're using new software. We want it to sound good. Uh so it 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 might be a work in progress because we've got one producer who knows how to do anything, and that's Matt. That's and question. he did he set this all up. And of course, as soon as I saw it, I dad wanted to make changes. So it's going to be didn't say thank you. It's no appreciation, just straight to criticism. But I mean I mean what else would I What if, it wouldn't be me if I didn't do that. So um but bear with us. Um help us reach more people. Again, we, we are trying to improve in big and small ways uh everything uh it is that we that we do around here. We don't have so all right, we don't have the regular intro, right, Matthew?
1: Nope. I can cl- I can click your 10 second stinger if you'd like and jump no, into no, This is Kyle, this say, is Kyle I McCord. Even, I don't even have that anymore. It's <laughs> a little disappointing. Is
0: Kyle, <laughs> this is Kyle Cord. What and he called it the Debbie.
1: Debbie
2: no, said, like little Debbie, Debbie debate. The Debbie said debate. Said right. This comic argulous in a Debbie debate. You're to Felix and Matt on the Debbie debate. Yeah.
1: We've got other players. You think that's done, bad? Like I don't think we've ever told that story so I'm just going to do it since we're we're off to like a super professional start here. Fine, Felix had fine. him record that line like four times cuz he kept breaking up and Felix like, that. "Nah, I'm you were bad. breaking up. Can you can you do that again, Kyle? I'm sorry. Can you do it again?" It was it was kind of funny. Yeah, um, I can't
0: wait until Devin Brown wins that job, and then uh, we can talk, talk to him. And...
2: You're you're gonna, no, get, uh, he's an, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a restraining order from the Accord family. A restraining order. No.
0: I mean, listen. I'm here to provide truth and to just you know poke and pride. That's my job as the host of this show. All right, so we actually need to start the show. Um, it's going to be – so we want to uh, – bear with us. It's going to be a work in progress. Should I do like the main, the regular intro? I have written a regular intro.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I, I'll start this off. This is Kyle McCord. You're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on The Debbie Debate.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it's a three-minute intro. You know, yes. I really wish we had a producer because – we've had a lot of good sound clips over the years and I would like, it, oh. it would just take, I mean, it, that would take like, it would take a long time to put together a new intro, but I, I mean, would love to have a new intro with some of the better. I've got sound a lot clips. of
1: interesting ones saved.
0: Yeah. you have got the timestamps where you think you're going to prove somebody wrong. Like that's
2: what you're oh, talking this, about. This I'm is the Felix death star stuff. folder is what it should be. Is what it really is. I
0: am talking about, I'm talking about, uh, you know, Halloween, I'm talking about uh, the to- the dashes, slashes, or periods oh, yeah. for dates, stuff like that. Stuff like that that I would like to include in the intro. All right, all right. I'm going to start the show for real now. Okay, um, like and subscribe to the video. Obviously, we're trying to reach more people. We don't we don't have the normal intro, so we're you're just going to hear silence, and then I'm going to start as though the intro was playing. Matt, when are you going to get the intro uploaded here so we can use it?
1: You know what? Probably never, since everybody hated that it's like three minutes nothing. long. And I, I didn't want to give in no. you know, and be like, I don't care what the people think, but maybe we should care what the people think. So who knows? Who knows? We'll work on it. We'll work on getting a new Maybe we'll get a new one that's like a minute long, adds Moxley in there. We'll add the Halloween bit, a couple Moxley with his favorite Hollywood? targets in the after show. Favorite <laughs> <and> targets? <then, laughs> So, you know, yeah, we'll add a couple over-target. of those things. Yeah, then, that was a good one. And, a and then <laughs> we'll we'll just cut it out a minute and appease everybody who complains. We should Vincent, we should post a why, poll on
2: Twitter about who, this how why, many people skip the intro.
1: Yeah. How many people
0: how many people want the intro? Skip
2: the intro. Skip the like
0: intro. fast forward yeah. to the I intro.
1: I know Mike Valerie I does like I, I have it it to hit good. the fifteen minute skip or fifteen second skip button like eight times.
0: But this is why people need to tune in to every show because they're just inside jokes, you just don't there are, we, we refer to jokes that we made two and a half years ago. And if you're not paying attention, you know, you'll miss something. All right, so we'll do some silence, and then I'll do the normal intro, okay? So give me five seconds of silence, boys, and then we'll do the intro. All right. Okay. It's 9 30 Eastern time, the one seed of time zones. That means it's time for the debut debate brought to you by campusdecan.com. Austin faces is- out chris moxley and matt bruning are here and i'm felix sharp on a bracketed version of tonight's show Guys who have moved in our rankings, plus we review a freshman mock draft that we completed in the last couple of days. But, Matt, I wanted to start with you. You've been doing the spring camp practice reports, and those. if you have not been paying attention to those, uh, you really need to because it gives you all of the information about who's performing, who's repping with the ones and twos, which freshmen are standing out. And that's kind of where I want to tag you, Matt. Can you give us some – uh, summary, some updates on some freshmen who are standing out in camp thus far.
1: Yeah, there's a, a couple ones. So you, we would kind of expect like a Zachariah Branch and Jontae Cook to be standing out. They were they were top of our wide receiver rankings. Um, both of them are looking phenomenal. Uh, I really suggest you guys listen to Chasing the Natty. Um, they had an interesting discussion actually about both of them, uh, both Jared Palmgren and Nate, is it Nate Marchese. I always want to say cheese, and I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Marquise. 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 Sorry, Nate. Nate Marquise. Um, They always do a great job, and they both kind of disagreed on both of those freshmen. I actually think both have a shot to do a lot this year. Um, John T. Cook is not necessarily doing this just against freshmen. They have a lot of the actual team there in Texas, and he's just apparently, according to all reports, is just having an amazing spring, like when... Adni Mitchell who just transferred over is dropping multiple passes. Xavier Worthy dropping passes. Isaiah Nayor has still not gotten on the field yet dealing with that that ACL tear from last year. And then you have, you know, people are worried about Jordan Whittington when all he's gotten praised for in the past year and a half is his blocking ability. Like, I think Jonte Cook has a realistic shot of being a starter. Branch from everything I've read, which is, this part is a little surprising to me, has been the best wide receiver at USC camp, according to a lot of the people watching it. And I thought it was going to be Makai Lemon. So, those are two on the wide receiver side. A sneaky one is Andy Jean with Florida. You know, Felix. I know you paid a lot of attention to Florida with with all the Anthony Richardson hype. You've kind of been hyping him up for the past two years. That wide receiver room, I think we can all be honest, is not necessarily good. And Andy Jean is not only getting praise from head coach Billy Napier; he's getting it from their wide receiver coach, and they're getting it from their speed coach. He. There is a report out there that I read on the spring camp reports where the speed coach was like literally yelling at every single wide receiver going through the speed drills. And then when Andy Jean went through it, like all he did was applaud and compliment Andy Jean how good he looked. And apparently he's been really good in and out of his breaks, has been just by far one of the better wide receivers. And I think outside of Ricky Pearsall, I think that wide receiver room is wide open. So he's an interesting one at wide receiver running backs there's not been a ton that I've seen I guess the biggest one's probably been Cedric Baxter but I don't want to read too much into that Jonathan Brooks has been out due to hernia surgery um we don't know when he's coming back he might not be back this spring and Jadon blue has apparently looked really good which is I mean if I'm gonna be honest uh really quick I think is is a great thing uh for us as a as a as a company <laughs> because we had him as our RV1 last year so Austin may be getting a little bit of reprieve because he was he did not want to bail off that bus just yet he's apparently looked amazing I think even if Baxter looks great is probably the three right now in that room outside of him there's not been like Alabama hasn't started yet so we don't know anything about like Justice hands Richard young Georgia hasn't gotten into spring camp yet so we haven't gotten some of those other bigger name guys uh Roger Robinson we haven't had a chance to see what those guys look like Um... Uh, last quarterbacks because this is the big one malachi nelson mm-hmm. has apparently looked really good so multiple people at usc camping i'm not this is not necessarily a shot at felix because we're both the same age but i don't necessarily remember randall cunningham in college but that is who he gets a lot of comps to I, I i don't i don't remember did you watch randall cunningham what does that
0: have to do with me
1: i don't know if you watch randall cunningham i don't know i'm asking in college you. Yeah, or I maybe you went back and looked
0: at for the Eagles. What are you talking about?
1: I don't know. You know, I know you like to claim like you're young, but I know we're both fairly old. As as you uh, probably
2: retired before I was born.
1: Okay, we got it, Moss. Rand- you know, <laughs> <old laughs> we got it. Anyway,
0: Minnesota Vikings with Randy Moss and Randall Cunningham. You all are offending. He's everyone. He's gotten a lot Go of comps
1: to that. Uh, the one mm-hmm. thing I also like is. The reports are he's been, like, attached to Caleb Williams' hip and trying to learn everything he can about this offense and what to do. So I think that's obviously good that we've talked a lot about that when those freshman quarterbacks kind of try to come in and learn. Arch has apparently looked really well. But there was a report yesterday. Uh, or, sorry, it was on Friday. They're on spring They're on spring break right now. That if McC... I forgot his name now because I've got Mikhail Emin and Malachi Nelson stuck in my head. Malik Murphy. If Malik Murphy was healthy, he oh. would be the QB2 right now. So oh. I think oh, this yeah, Arch Manning battling Quinn for the starting job thing is really getting overblown. The fact that Sark has come out and said Malik Murphy's the QB2. He's just hurt right now. But Arch has looked good according to all reports. And then the big one for me is Ben Aiden Childs who by all reports, and they've only had three practices. They are also on spring break right now. By all reports, he has looked the best out of the three quarterbacks. Ben Goldbranson has taken the all the snaps with the ones. DJ U with the twos was looked good and bad, which I think kind of describes his past couple years in college, up and down roller coaster. And then Aiden Childs has been by far the best, according to those reports. So that that's kind of the the intriguing yeah. one to me.
0: And I want to provide some context for what it means when you hear a freshman is doing well in camp. So in spring camp, you're, you might have a few pa- – uh, practices that are padded the majority of them are not padded you might have a practice where the freshmen are going to get some tackling in and those might be padded but what it means okay your one team in spring camp is probably going to get 60 percent of the reps in fall camp it's like 95 percent of the reps your one team in spring camp it's a little bit more relaxed so but it's still the number ones are still getting the majority of the reps Your freshman, Aiden Childs, you know, somebody like that, they're probably running with the threes. And, you know, in one-on-ones, they might get three reps, you know, three passes. They might get four Uh, during seven-on-seven. They might get four, five, six, between six and 15 reps. And so when you hear someone is, you know, balling out or doing well, in spring camps is probably one-on-ones, and it's probably those three or four reps that that freshman is getting. We So you need to remember that it's not with against the ones, it's not against upperclassmen uh, that they're playing with. So you need to have that context when you get uh, these freshman reports, because I think we can really overblow how freshmen are performing in, in camp, in spring camp, then you get to the spring game and they don't play until the third or fourth quarter. That's because they're playing with the threes. As someone who's played with the threes uh, for the majority of his time in college, uh, I can tell you that that's what's happening. So I wanted to provide that context. I uh, want to
1: get... On Childs, really quick, I just want to mention, uh, one thing I love about Oregon State, by the way, is that they are very transparent with their spring stuff. It is hard to find some spring reports. While you are 100% correct, and I had mentioned this in all the spring reports, to say even though Childs is performing, it is against the threes every single time. They are actually mixing up their practices and doing 11-on-11 drills, 7-on-7, and then the live tackling 11-on-11 drills, and they will put in there what each player did in those different sessions. So when I say Aiden Childs has been excelling again, you are 100% right here. It has only been against the threes. He's been the only quarterback to throw a touchdown pass in these practices, though, and both of those came in live, hitting 11-on-11 11 11 reps. So just just throwing that out there, but it is still against the threes.
0: Joe, Adam, uh, Nate, I see you in the chat. We appreciate you guys joining. We appreciate you liking the video, subscribing to the channel. I want to get into rankings. I mean, uh, it's been a bit of a slow period. I've been able to update my rankings. I think all of us have been able to kind of pay attention To the rankings since we released the Freshman and Supplemental Draft Guide, Um, guys that are moving up or down uh, in your rankings. I've got a few here. I think mostly good, actually. I could have brought guys that are moving down. But um, Christopher Vinza, the the freshman quarterback at Clemson who's going to be backing up Cade Klubnick. I actually have both Klubnick and Vinza here. If you haven't watched Christopher Vinza, a big uh Athletic quarterback. He can, I mean, he's like six foot four, 215 pounds. He has all of the physical tools, but is a little inconsistent, which is good given that he's going to back up Cade Klubnik probably for two years. But I've got Cade Klubnik on here. I've moved him up quite a bit. I've moved him up a, a, ahead of Quint Ewers because of how well he performed as a true freshman, his first action on the field last year. And the fact that they have Garrett Riley, I think that that shouldn't be understated. The fact that they have a new offensive coordinator uh, there at Clemson. And if you think about, I mean, most of us have Antonio Williams as a top five-ish wide receiver. Bo Collins is probably in our top 20. If Adam Randall can stay healthy, he's going to be a top 30-ish wide receiver, provide some catch radius. I'm, I doubt that he can he can stay healthy. And then uh, Will Shipley and Phil Moppa in the backfield, I mean, Shipley was renowned for his athleticism and pass catching ability. When you compare when you when you bring all of those things together, Cade Klubnik might have you know a breakout season this year and I wouldn't put it beyond him being the quarterback 4 uh, once we get to December after Caleb Williams after Drake May and after Drew Aller. I could see Cade Klubnik being the quarterback 4. So I moved up both you know everyone in that quarterback room including Vinza Vinza has the tools to be, you know, a monster with some development. His comp from 24-7 is Mitch Trubisky. So that's the kind of consistency that you're seeing. But when you watch him play, it makes you smile a little bit because it's like, okay, this is a guy who likes to run. He's big. He can throw it anywhere on the field. If he can learn to be a little bit more consistent, a little bit more technically sound, he's going to be a player that puts up fantasy points and he has, you know, an NFL body, NFL arm. So, uh, Vinza there. And, you know, I've moved up Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis was probably in my 80s or so. Um, that Florida State team is going to be very, very good. And he's probably a dark horse. Mox, I think we talked about him on Better Sports being a Heisman candidate. Uh, so I've moved him up, I think, into the 20s or so. Uh, I still he, think he has he the really second-highest
2: can... odds currently to be – He has the
0: second-highest odds?
2: Yeah, people really like Florida State. I mean, I do too, so I'm not really arguing with it, but he's up there. Well, I've moved him
0: I, – I can't – I think i moved him either to the 20s or the 30s. Uh, that's going to be a very good team with Trey Benson in the backfield, and we know that Mike – Norvell has always been able to get the running game going, but with you know Johnny Wilson and the other wide receivers there at Florida State, uh, they should be able to um, put together a, a good offense. I still don't think that he's a he's an NFL player. Let me give some credit to uh, Austin Nace and well, I'm going to give some credit to Austin Nace. I'm going to give some credit to to Colin because they have been touting Romo Dunze and Jalen McMillan really since they were freshmen, and I have made fun of them for it since that time. But the reason that they're both have been elevated in my rankings is because of one Michael Penix Jr. So, I mean, I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one. Who's been saying Michael Penix Jr. is good since, I don't know, he was at Indiana. Um, Those two, I mean, when you look around the college football landscape, there are not a lot of established names in college football right now. Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan are. I mean, they might be the best wide receiver duo in college football, if you consider, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. in a Mecca Abuka. So Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan, way up. And then lastly, this one is a little bit me shooting deep. I'm looking at Leo Blackburn uh, at Georgia Tech. Six foot five, 230 pounds can run a 4-4, and you see that athleticism when he's running in a straight line. This is what was someone like I think he even wore 21 uh, in practices last year before he tore his ACL. They're really impressed with his size and his athleticism there at Georgia Tech. He has terrible hands, um, terrible ball tracking ability. At least last year he did. And just uh, is kind of clumsy. Will fall down when he. There's no reason for him to fall down. But if he can get it together, I think Georgia Tech loses like their top three or four pass catchers from last year. You look around, and there's not a lot for who is it? Haynes King. I think Haynes King is the starting quarterback there. There's not a lot uh, for for him to throw to. I mean, if there's not a lot for him to throw to, and you've got a six foot. Five guy who can who can beat one-on-one press coverage he might be a focus of the passing game and he's big and athletic enough to at least pay attention to so those are my guys are all moving up I wish I included some guys that are moving down but maybe we'll save that for next week Chris who you got
2: yeah I'm uh, actually basically all guys that are moving up as well um
0: Uh, Let me answer this question. Sean asks, uh, Penix is available in my supplemental draft. Where are you taking him? I can't believe he's available in your supplemental draft. To be honest with you, I think I would take him uh, probably around the 107, something like that at the end of the first round. That's just me.
2: Top three quarterback in college fantasy this year. So that's that's what you're getting, essentially. Um, So I'll start with the biggest name, actually, uh, and that is Devontae Walker. I I think we all liked him at Kent State. We thought that he was a size speed guy who, you know, really, really impressive, had that big game against Georgia when they were able to keep it close, and I think we were surprised by that. But he kind of proved that he is a power five, true Power 5 guy going to UNC, and he might be the number one target for Drake May. And so I think he's elevated his stock substantially, and I've adjusted my thinking about him as well uh, based on that. I think the Kentucky offense as a whole deserves stock up. Uh, The play calling, the offensive line, all of that was horrendous last year. Like Will Levis did not do them any favors, but there were a lot of issues surrounding that team in its entirety. They're bringing Liam Cohen back, who was offensive coordinator two years ago when they were pretty successful. I think you can give a stock up to pretty much all position players, uh Barry and Brown's kind of maintained steady, but I'm thinking about guys like Dane Key, like the end of your drafts, Tevion Robinson, those sorts of players. Uh I, I'm really interested to see what Devin Leary does there as well this year because I think he could improve his stock to be a round four or better guy. Um, So a lo- lot of interesting names. Um Follow up on the Clemson stuff. Antonio Williams is a guy that I just think maybe can't get high enough. Like, I'm just a really big fan of his game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really want to be investing in him. Adam Randall's dropped, though, for me. Yeah, You yeah. come in, at, dude, you come in at 230, that he does not have a frame that is, like, a 230 frame. And so that that's bad weight. I know he had a setback from his knee injury. Just a lot of issues there around um, Adam, Adam Randall that makes me really skeptical. And then I'll, one more I'll give you is the, and this is, like, a more of a deep shot uh, for... C league cff leagues i'm really interested in the hawaii offense this year uh last year they didn't really implement the run and shoot uh even though to uh tim chang is like that's his background complexity not having the right players all of that prevented them from doing so but in 2023 they plan on running it, and they've already it's already been wildly successful i think in their their spring practice uh so i'm i'm paying attention to guys like Braden Shager, um, Jonah Pinoke, those sorts of guys at the end of my, my CGC drafts are, are interesting because they're going to run a fast-paced, high-tempo, four-wide offense that I, I think will be really interesting. So that is my that is my digging deep uh, name or team. You said guys
0: say. like – and, you, you, you know, for our audience, you're probably going to have to name all of those guys because I don't think we can finish that list. By the way, Timmy Chang, we talked about quarterbacks who had no swag – Timmy Chang has to be top 5 of quarterbacks with swag. Uh back in oh, the day yeah. advisor and everything. Timmy Chang was one of the swaggiest quarterbacks
2: uh out there for Hawaii. Um, and he I mean he's leading he's leading that program right now and the the vibes around Hawaii football and the Rainbow Warriors are immaculate currently. The the brotherhood like I, what he is doing there the is yeah, the brotherhood what he's doing there is is Finally, bringing excitement back after Todd Graham, who's a whatever. I'm not gonna. I don't want to go in on him, but he's a right. he's
1: a piece right. of shit.
2: All
0: right, Matthew, stock up, yep. stock down.
1: Are we doing stock down? I, th- I, you know. I,
0: I mean, I guess nobody did. We got it. We'll save that for next. I week. you one.
1: I gave you one. Um, yeah, he did. Preston Stowe moved up a little bit for me based on everything going on with him right now. Uh, looking really good at SMU's camp, connecting with uh, Jordan Curley at wide receiver, who I moved up a little bit as well. I think both those guys could have really big seasons. Uh, sticking, though, at the quarterback position, I finally gave in and moved Ty Simpson and Cade Clubnick up. guess you just can't fight that any longer. You know, I, I won't fight the good fight any longer. Uh, both of them have made their way into my top ten. I do think Ty Simpson's probably going to get that starting job at Alabama, just based on... You know, Tommy Reese coming over and being the offensive court. Now, granted, yeah. he I, a lot of people keep saying, well, we he could have Jalen Milrow because of what he did with Ty Buckner. Ty Buckner played one game, folks. Like, let's calm – or was it two games before he got injured? And he wasn't necessarily particularly good either. He got uh, hurt in the
2: Marshall game, right, which is week two?
1: Yeah, that was the second game. Yeah, that was the game after right. Ohio State. Yeah, so I, I just think Simpson fits that offense better if they want to be a more passing-friendly offense. He is just in all – honestly a better passer than than Milrose so I moved Simpson up. Uh Jordan Travis was another one. Felix already mentioned I moved him up fairly high as well. You know, we've talked a lot about it on the Better Sports show, Moxley myself, we did a couple shows with Felix on there as well that we all think Florida State could be a good team this year. I don't necessarily think the ACC has got really any tough defenses outside of Clemson. I think he could have a good season sticking in the ACC. <laughs> Everything I'm hearing about Shannon Dawson at Miami seems like we could see a good offense. I think a lot of that is going to come down to can Mario Cristobal get out of his own way. If Cristobal can get out of his own way and let Shannon Dawson run this offense based on the reports... It seems like this is going to have some, like, air raid-type implements in it. They're trying to get the ball out quick, which then would mean good things for Tyler Van Dyke. So, I have moved him up a little. He's still not an NFL first-round quarterback. but Colby Young? Colby Young could be it. Now, I, I, so I've moved Tyler Van Dyke up um, in my oh. rankings as well due to that. I'm trying to think of any other quarterbacks I've moved up. Um, I'll, I'll, I have a couple that I moved down. Cam Ward, uh, really, maybe it was just a step up. Maybe he gets better this year. Maybe we uh, we as a company hyped him up a little bit too much last year. He did not obviously not quite live up to that. Uh, I dropped him down a little bit in mine. Bo Nix, who... I just don't know that he can have the year he had last year, especially with um, – his name is completely out of my head now. Who went to Arizona State? No, no, no. Who went to Arizona State? Okay, Dillingham. Yeah, yeah. Now with Dillingham gone, like I still like Stein. I think he's going to be good for that offense, but I don't know that we can replicate what he did with Dillingham. So those are two that moved down for me at quarterback. Running back, uh, Carson Steele, I've been a fan of his since a freshman. Was obviously, just like everybody else, a little bit worried when he left Ball State. I think landing at UCLA is a great spot for him and his skill set, so I've moved him up. He's really the only running back I've kind of touched. Um, and then wide receivers JoJo Earl, I've moved up. I think he could be the one in TCU's offense. I, I just don't see any real talent in that room outside of him, and and I do think the one in that offense will be good. And then Barry Brown jumped up into my top five. He was in my top ten, so it's not like a massive jump, but I agree with everything Chris said. And I think having Devin Leary there, who – I know the offensive line and offensive coordinator were an issue for Will Levis, but I also just think Devin Leary is a more competent quarterback when it comes to like completion percentage and getting the ball to your yeah. wide receivers. And, and not, so think- not
2: throwing 70 for 97 yards yes, against exactly. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I think that Barry and Brown will be able And another one who was high for me, and I am buying in uh, on this offense a little bit, and this may be spending too much time with Austin, uh, but Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart's my number four wide yes. receiver right now. I think he could be a high in CFF producer, and the one with Connor Wigman um, in that offense year that I expected to ma- have a mount- massive bounce back. So those two guys jumped up pretty high in my rankings as well.
0: Evan Stewart just came into college as a super polished player, and that yeah. proved to be yeah. true into the season. There's no reason to expect any fall off from him. It's just, you know, what is his ceiling? And I don't know that we're going to find that out at Texas A&M, maybe. But we might, it might be the of, until he gets to the NFL where we figure out, you know, how much of an
2: alpha wide receiver is he? I think he's trending as a first-round draft pick, though. Yeah, I think so I, too. I, I think so. I don't, yeah. yeah, I, I, I don't think that's outlandish to well, categorize him as such.
1: I, I really think, and I know we've talked about this on previous shows, but like I was looking at my wide receiver ranks as we were getting ready to do this, and. I think you could argue, and I know a lot of people didn't like this. I, I got a lot of YouTube comment hates on this. Like, outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. and Amekeg Buka, I think that the wide receiver landscape is wide open. Like, I, I think there's such a vast drop off after those two. I would not be surprised if we're coming into this show at this time next year talking about, for instance, two we just talked about, Evan Stewart and Barry and Brown being two of the best wide receivers in all of college football. So I do think there is room for him to possibly step up a little bit more and us be looking at him as like, hey, this dude, I don't know that we'll look at him the way we look at Marvin Harrison, but would it be insane to say we look at him the way we're looking at Mecca right now? It's like he's a locked-in first-round pick, really good player, going to lead his team. Like I think we could be looking at Evan Stewart that way if the offense goes the way we expect it to this year.
2: And I think yeah, too- I
0: mean the only difference to me is is Marvin Harrison Jr. is like not just a first. I mean Marvin Harrison Jr. is right, go in the yeah, of the, of the NFL yeah, draft. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that Evan Stewart or the you know once we lose Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. that are, that there is a guy locked in yeah. you know top ten, top fifteen wide receiver. To be honest with you, I don't even know. I don't know that there's anybody in college football that I could that I would lock into the top fifteen. Uh, of the NFL draft as we as we move move forward here.
1: You know, can I can after I give, the, after,
0: can yeah, I give a ahead. hot
1: take? Yeah. I'm going to give you two. And I'm going to steal one from Austin, but I'm going to give one for myself here. I I think after this year, we will we will be saying that about Tay Cook and Brandon Innis. I really think those two are going to be that talented this year's freshmen. I think they'll have Marvin Harrison, Mecca Egbuka type freshman seasons and we will we've already not been or I say, as a company we have not been afraid to rank those guys high like you and me did Felix back when we first started this company and had Marvin Harrison in our top 15 and everybody called us crazy and there was one person sitting in between the two of us who was like he shouldn't even be drafted that high <laughs> we there was a little hey hey i've I've,
2: I've, I've owned it
1: hey I've, and i had, i've had to own my cade club Nick, and I've owned it was it. Who is the other one that I was wrong on? And my Public, and Ty Simpson. And my Jackson 70s? my Jackson dart versus Caleb Williams argument. I've had to oh, I've had yeah, to own that against that you as well. So but uh all joking aside, I do think that we could be talking about those two being that type of talent after the I actually think both of them are going to have very good years this year. Not something I don't think many people are expecting because of the I, I don't see how Brand it.
0: I can see Jonte Cook. I
1: don't see how Brandon Innis could can, can have it. I do I just the don't fact, he's got an emergency
2: wide receiver three.
1: I think so too. I mean, because they have Mecca moving all around that offense. Marvin's locked in the X; he ain't going anywhere. But don't worry, Julie, it's Mecca. Julian Fleming. That's Fleming. my thing. This is the year. It's Julian this is the year Fleming. Fleming. For sure. And then the player starting in the slot right now, I think, is it's uh, it's Xavier Johnson. Like right. no one's going to play Zay- over Ennis. He both will Fleming play and, some. and
0: Johnson are going to play over Brandon Ennis.
1: Until Fleming gets hurt. But what's... Okay, here's the thing. We said that same thing about Mecca last year. It's like, now nah, Mecca's the four. There's no way he's going to jump Fleming. And then he jumped Fleming by game two. I think the way Brian Hartline talks about Brandon Ennis, who's not even in the room yet, I think he is going to have a very good... I think he's going to be more productive than people think because he's not even there. They're not talking about him. Brian Hartline is.
0: So... Is Brandon Innis not there for the spring?
1: He's not. He can't. Uh, American Ooh. Heritage does not let you graduate early, so he cannot be there. Uh, that's a, It's a school I, thing. That, uh, so we so, saw
0: this a couple of years ago with JoJo Earl where a Guy Hall and, uh, and Ja'Cory Brooks were the ones there in camp. And I remember that spring game distinctly because I think we called it. A guy Hall did, had yeah. a monster game. Yeah. Yeah. But it was JoJo Earl who was not there in the spring because I think it was the COVID season in Texas – football had not played yet and he came in the fall and commanded starter reps uh with uh oh the guy who the Baltimore Ravens drafted um I, I forget his name the slot wide receiver he commanded even without being there in the spring uh Slade Bolden? In there. Slade Bolden Slade yeah. Bolden yeah Slade Bolden yeah all right um wait I want to get two I want to give two names right
2: yeah, to, to Antonio Williams, Zachariah Branch. I think Zachariah Branch is a better chance than Brandon is to get that elite wide receiver conversation. Like, he, he's basically Jalen Waddell, yeah. essentially. Like, that is the, the archetype, and I think that that is really attractive to uh, NFL teams right now. So, like, if I had to pick two players that I think can enter that conversation, those are my guys.
0: We are playing around with our production value around here. So we hope that you will be forgiving. Uh, We are trying to improve the quality of what we look like and what we sound like. So we hope that you will subscribe to the video, like, and then quite frankly, rates and reviews. This is what it means to us. Um, We're trying to reach a different audience. We're trying to create our market what i mean by that is is if you if you just go into the dynasty market right now and start a podcast you can solicit your podcast to the people who consume dynasty content we have a niche that we are trying to grow campus to canton college fantasy football it's small and so we have to create the market that we serve uh, before we serve them and your rates and reviews it's a something free it takes you you know, it takes you two seconds, three seconds to give us a five-star rate and review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and it could help us reach that one more person. We had some tremendous uh, rates and reviews in the last couple of days last week. Really, really appreciate it, but I really want to encourage you, if you want to see us grow and, you know, become something in this industry, even maybe even beyond fantasy, it seems small, but your rate and review you're subscribing to the podcast, you're commenting uh, on uh, the YouTube video so that, that it catches the algorithm, those things help a ton. So I want implore you to do all of them. I don't wanna just pass this up and say, oh, please like, comment, and subscribe. But I want to tell you how much it means in helping us grow. We're an independent company started with virtually no money. So if you wanna see us where we can get to, uh, from this little seedling and see us grow. Those things are free. You don't even have to be subscribed to the website. They really, really help. And we are creating content. We are continuing, whether it's with the website and tools. And I'm telling you right now, we are looking to improve the website in ways that you wouldn't imagine. We are not resting on our laurels. The podcast lineup, of course, Chasing the Natty Campus Life, back to Devi. Back to Debbie, which which we're getting subtweeted by. Back to Debbie every single episode. Uh, Debbie debate can't bound the official. um, We're really trying to produce the content here to play in these leagues because more football is just fun, and you get the most football when you play in campus to Canton leagues. We're sitting here talking about freshmen. We're talking about the NFL draft, recruiting matters. We're talking about backup quarterbacks who are going to end up on dynasty rosters. So if you want to help us grow this format. Please just take advantage of the free things that you can do. Like the videos, like this video, comment, subscribe, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave a five-star rate and review. And we thank, was it Dynasty Mike uh, who left that, you know, really long comprehensive review last week, Matt? It was just, you know, it, it, it really, and the other thing is it makes us feel good that um, that you all appreciate what it is that we're doing. So, yeah. of course, the Freshman and Supplemental Draft Guide is available. came out March 1st. You can get it for 19.99 at CampusDeCanton.com. You want to know more about uh, uh, Christopher Venza, Zachariah Branch, Brandon Ennis, Jonte Cook, and why you should be drafting them, what what we have as far as mile-per-hour times, go ahead and take a look at the CampusDeCanton Freshman and Supplemental Draft Guide. Let's go ahead and get here. All right. Speaking of production value, Matt, how's the screen going to look when we bring up the uh the draft board? Because we completed we completed this freshman mock draft. We need to keep doing these because okay, there. right. That's uh it's a try. We tried going here. a little wide.
2: No. You can so, you can so now see my line. uh Billy the big mouth yeah. bass. Yeah. Listen, I don't love
0: it. I'm not gonna act like I like I love it. But it's it'll it'll do for right now. Felix, Um, say something nice about Matt. Challenge Matthew probably spent like two or three hours (laughs) more than that, probably maybe more. And uh, here I am just uh, poo pooing on it. Um, One thing I've noticed in doing a couple of these freshman mock drafts, so we're talking, you know, Dante Moore, Caleb Williams, uh, Zachariah Branch, some of the freshmen that we've talked about, is that I think I understand my targets in the first two rounds. I haven't nailed down yet who my targets are going to be after the first two rounds. Matthew, have you established any targets that you're after the first two rounds that you're trying to snag?
1: Yeah. Um, a couple of them. One you took, one that I took, if you're talking about just the first two, like I, I so I took DeAndre Moore, the freshman wide receiver there um, from Texas, who I think is also having a very good spring, but he's kind of getting overshadowed by Jonte Cook. Like, I think just being in that offense, I, I want pieces of it. I think he's a very good wide receiver. He he's one that I think is getting overlooked a little bit. You took Aiden Childs. He's a guy. There are a lot of those guys, if you're looking in the third round, I mean, Austin Nova I've obviously been a big fan of his. Jaden Greathouse. So I think I, I have some concerns about what he's going to be, possibly moving into the NFL. But like he's probably, and I don't even think I think probably is is a little bit of an understatement. He's going to likely be the best wide receiver on Notre Dame's offense next year. So I think he's got a realistic shot of producing. Uh, a couple names a little bit further down the board as we scroll down and look at these, you know, um, Cameron Cook, the running back from TCU, big wide receiver guy myself, really like. vandrevius Jacobs is another one. Like, There's a lot of more wide receivers I'm willing to take a shot on. Um, you know, if you're looking at that first round there, I feel like the first four that went – all should go in the first round, and I want one of those four if I can get them. If I'm not getting, you know, Malachi, Arch, or Dante, I want Haynes, Robinson, Baxter, or Owens, and then I'm just kind of punting RB after that. I, I'll grab some of those lower-end guys that I think have a chance to produce, maybe from CFF side of Dylan Edwards, who I grabbed, I think, in like the eighth round, I think has a realistic shot with Sean Lewis to produce.
0: The thing that people need to be mindful of when you're doing your freshman and supplemental draft, uh, drafts this season is who is available from the supplemental pool non freshmen uh uh Devontae walker might be out there somebody in the chat said that michael Penix jr was out there malik benson don't forget about malik benson um i mean there are probably some other players here that i'm just not that i'm not thinking of off the top of my head but there are going to be some guys who are in oh um uh dominic lovett dominic lovett who transfers from Missouri to Georgia is on the Randall Cobb spectrum. As far as wide receivers go, I would pay attention to see if he is in the, uh, is in your freshman pool and people listen, people are going to forget that those players are out there and available. So you really need to go through uh, your player pool and see who, uh, and, and see who's out there that you can add uh, draft in your draft in your freshman and supplemental drafts. Um, Mox, any uh, Mox? I know that you're not as in tune with the freshmen, but are, are there any guys that after you know the first two ish rounds that you're saying, all right, I got to make sure I get these guys, even if it's not a freshman, even if, even if it's a CFF guy.
2: Yeah, um, and I think my draft kind of played out this way too, to be totally honest. Like I, I would call myself an unconventional drafter. Uh, when it comes to, like, startups or drafts, I, I don't think I necessarily fit into a uh, popular bucket. But I took Dante Moore first. I followed up with Malik Benson, who I think is a really talented athlete going to Alabama. I like Alabama wide receivers. And then I took two tight ends. Um, I took Andrew Raplia who is going to Penn State. I hope I pronounced his name right. And I took Pierce Sperlin, who is heading to Georgia. Those are two players that I actually am really interested in. And I don't think they're going quite high enough. So you have a Penn State tight end. they put multiple tight ends in the NFL, have probably the best strength and conditioning program in the country. So I, I'm willing to invest in those types of players if I think they're quality athletes, which I think Ripley, I think he's pretty good athlete. I don't I don't say he's special, but he's pretty good, and I think that Penn State will certainly develop him, but I think he's really good at playing the tight end position. And then Pierce Sperlin is a guy who has incredible, like, size and length. Like, this dude's like 6'6", 240 already. And I think he could be not only a uh, NFL tight end, but also a college fantasy producer. This is a guy that I, like, he's, Pierce Sperlin's a priority target for me. I thought that I would be able to get Octavius Braswell at this pick as well, who is a running back that I am, uh, I know Austin's really high on. I really like him as well, uh, going to South Carolina. Barnabas took him um, and crushed my dream. And he's not even going to be on. I don't know if he's going to be on tonight to defend himself. But, you know, I, I beat with him over that. But that like Those are types of players that I want to target because I think they're a little bit undervalued. And I probably took them like a round or two too early. But I, I really like... The tight end crop, to be honest, and Sadiq, who is going to Oregon, uh, I think it's Kian, Kenyon Sadiq. I don't want to get his first name wrong. I know his last name Sadiq.
1: Kenyon um, Sadiq.
2: Yeah, he's a really good player too, but he's like he needs to add weight, and he's strictly like a move tight end. But not a guy that I would have drafted if you know he was available when I when I was picking. Um, I really like the freshman class in general, though. Uh, but I really like this tight end class. I think it's one of the more talented classes in uh I don't know last couple of years.
0: All right. I think that it makes sense for me to just go through the first round here. And then Matthew, you can I'll throw it to you for comment after you know we go through this first round. The one-on-one, Malachi Nelson, USC, Cedric Baxter, Texas running back going to going to Texas. Uh, Arch Manning, quarterback Texas, Jonte Cook, wide receiver, uh, Texas. Dante Moore, quarterback UCLA Justice Haynes, go ahead and listen to our interview with Justice Haynes a few weeks ago here on Debbie Debate. He's the 106 going to Alabama. Roderick Robinson at the 107. That was my pick, the running back going to Georgia. Brandon Ennis. Uh, I think Mike. I think that was Mike. Val- Mike was Mike Valerie in this draft is that Mike. He was. Team? He
1: took no, Makai Lemon. That was uh, Luke. Oh, okay. Luke Probasco took. Oh, I believe okay, it was Luke okay. who okay. took Brandon
2: Ennis. Friend
0: of the uh, show the at the one hundred and eight, Makai Lemon, the wide receiver, headed to USC. Ruben Owens, running back, going to Texas A and M at the one ten. Uh, Zachariah Brandt. Zachariah Branch falling to the one eleven is surprising to me. And on Dickey rounds out the first round, the wide receiver. on Dickey could play any position he wanted to. You could probably yeah. put him. I'm. I'm not. I'm, he could probably. I think he actually has snaps at defensive end. I know he has snaps at linebacker uh, on his tape, but he could literally play. He's a, like an AJ Brown type. Could play any position. Freak athlete. He's yeah. a freak athlete. A freak foot. A freak football player. Safety, linebacker, d- d- defensive end, wide receiver. Um, Matthew, any thoughts or comments on the first round? There, I mean, it, and every player that we thought would be there is there in the first round.
1: Yeah, I think the only players you could argue should be in the first round are the ones that went next in Jackson, Arnold, and Nico. And, and that's just because yep. these these drafts tend to be a little bit super flex heavy because most of these formats... I've not seen a C2C league that is not at least start two quarterbacks. So those are the only two I think you could argue would be in there. I, maybe you knock out Reuben Owens. I would find it hard to – and probably jury on Dickey. I like Dickey a lot, but I think I'd probably take one of those quarterbacks. over there. But outside of that, like I think it's a great first round. I, I think all those guys deserve to be in the conversation, at least to be taken.
0: Mox, any thoughts on that first round?
2: No. I actually really like picking from uh, – you know, I picked from the – Five, five slot yeah. and I yeah I think that there's a clear six to seven
1: yeah
2: um you know I I really like getting Dante Moore at five if that's gonna yeah,
0: that's that happen. I thought that was the best value because if I had the one on one I would take Dante more I would yeah, take like more than Malachi Nelson
2: so yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I I would take Malachi Nelson but. I was really happy to get him there. And, you know, I think Justice Haynes at six and Roderick Robinson at, at seven um, are, again, like really, really strong values. Then you can debate, I think, the next couple picks Ennis, Lemon, Owens, Branch. Like, what order should they go in, especially if you include uh, Nicole you know, Imalieda, yeah. Arnold? They're like the next. Six or seven picks are way more distributed than I think the first seven are. I think there's a clear seven, and so that's where I want to be picking. And I'm, if we're talking about a freshman supplemental draft, I will be aggressively trading up into the top seven, in my opinion, to get one of those players. Like I think there's a huge drop off between Roger Robinson and the one hundred eight, who was Brandon Ennis, which is not a bad pick. Like I really like Ennis too. I just I just think there's a, a pretty clear tier there. Um, but, Phyllis, you just couldn't help yourself with taking a 230-pound back, huh?
0: I could not. I could
2: not. <laughs> like You like him real thick and juicy.
0: I could not. Um, Yeah, so he, Dante, I want to talk about Do- the difference between Dante Moore and Malachi Nelson. Malachi Nelson's value is going to be somewhat insulated this 2023 season because he's, he's going to sit behind Caleb Williams. However, Dylan, Dylan Royola is committed to USC, or excuse me, Crystal Ball. All, crystal, yes. balled, crystal Ball to USC. His value could take a big hit if that turns into a commitment. On the other hand, I, there's a chance that Nate Moore starts this year, and if he plays oh well... Gosh. He will be what? What? He's already a top. He, you know, his value can't go up because we already have him in our top ten. Everybody does, but there's a chance that he plays this year and provides value in a in an offensive system that should produce a lot of points. So, you know, I, I've got Dante Moore a tick ahead of of Malachi Nelson, and I, to be to be honest, Arch Manning's value is completely insulated because yes, yeah. you know, he's going to sit behind. sit behind quinn ewers the only problem is is i don't know that quinn ewers is declaring for the nfl draft after after this year he has not shown any if he he does not declare
2: that means arch manning is going to jump him bottom line i I think
0: i agree with you i i 100 agree with you that's that he could jump him after in 2024 uh if they're both still there so all right let's go to the second round here jackson arnold the quarterback oklahoma Nico Iam 10 quarterback tennessee hakeem williams the big possession wide receiver at florida state cordero russell the athletic wide receiver at tcu keon brown uh, wide receiver oklahoma cameron selden that was my pick who is either a wide receiver or running back at tennessee another, another
2: big another big boy yeah.
0: another big boy another guy with those mile per hour times uh Carnell Tate, wide receiver, Ohio State, Malik Benson, uh wide receiver, Alabama. Sheldon Sampson, wide receiver, LSU, Nathan Leacock, wide receiver, Tennessee. A lot of Tennessee in the second round. Uh Kendrick Roscano, running back, Mississippi, and then all right. Uh uh, Matthew, you gotta help me with Sam Levitt because yep. we have Sam Levitt ranked really, really highly. Yep. He is going to Michigan State. I mean, I just there, I can't have that much faith in a quarterback going to Michigan State should we have faith in Sam Levitt? Because I know that's one of your boys.
1: I mean, I think so. I would not have taken him this early. I think that's that's a little bit – I mean, looking at that second round, him and, if I'm being honest, Nathan Leacock, I'm not taking either one of those guys in the second. I think there's a little bit of a reach on both of them. The thing with Levitt is I think he's got a shot outside of those top five. So, if we're talking Malachi Nelson, Arch Manning, Dante Moore, Nico, and Jackson Arnold, that we could be talking about being a first-round NFL pick. He, he's got the arm talent. You know, he ranks fairly high, which I know, you know, Matt... Big wide receiver guy will tell you we're still working this out, but I believe he finished second in max VOE in the class. And if you go watch him throw, explain
0: what that is. Explain it's.
1: What that is. Oh God, why'd you ask me to explain it? I have no idea. They <laughs> hey, how hard
0: they throw the ball? How much velocity? Yeah, it's, they it's have like on max That's velocity,
1: it. but it's not just how hard they throw it. It's like. Matt measures it's based on distance and angles that they throw the ball at um so like if you throw the ball in like a you know 10 yard radius it should be at this point velocity they they measure everything on the field it's not just how hard well, he v- throws v-
2: it VOE stands for velocity, velocity. over expected
1: yeah over expected it's not like oh this guy can throw it 70 miles an hour so he's going to be number 1 no it's it's arm strength to all areas of the field yes Sam Levitt finished second in that metric, and if you go watch him, the arm that I would comp him to, or at least the the level of ease, is almost like an Aaron Rodgers, where it's just like a flick of the wrist and the ball is down the field. Like, you don't think he's throwing the ball hard, but he clearly is. He also has some really good escapability. I, I watched a lot of his live games last year. Now, granted, this was in the second level in... No, I'm sorry. He was top level, but it was in Oregon. So take that for what it's worth. I don't know that Oregon's considered like a high school powerhouse nation, but he has worked with these there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the high school coach that he worked with has actually been a quarterback coach in the NFL. It's why he wanted to go to that high school. Um, he's just looked really good and polished. And I don't think you should knock him too much for going to Michigan State because I do think it seemed like Michigan State's going to have to be better with UCLA and USC coming in. We know, um, who is it, Wisconsin's going to have now, Air type offensive stuff in their offense with Phil Longo coming over. So I don't want to knock him too much just because he's going to Michigan State. They've never had a quarterback like Sam Levitt. So I can't. I don't know that we can say he's not going to be good because we've never seen it. They've also never had a quarterback like him. We'll see. Like I said, I would not have taken him this early. He's probably more of like a third or fourth round pick, in my opinion.
0: Matt, we've heard a lot about um, Brandon Ennis, but what what could Carnell Tate be at at Ohio State? Like, where do you see him? Is he the backup to Marvin Harrison Jr. and the X? Is he a flanker? I mean, what what we haven't talked about a lot about Tate. This is the second round. We got to get to know some of these players.
1: Yeah. So Carnell Tate, I think, is a Probably the second best wide receiver out of that group. I he just missed being a what we consider a five star in an eighty. I think I had him rated like a seventy-eight something. I do think he's got very good hands, very good route runner. He played at IMG Academy. So like you know he's getting ready to come into um college football. For those of you know IMG Academy, if you don't know, is this academy that like builds up these players to get them ready for college football. They they don't even have a um Uh, What's it called? They don't actually play in like a high school conference. They just play like teams all around uh, the United States in college. Like they don't actually, like you can't win a state championship or anything at IMG. They literally bring in these top rated players and then get them ready for college football. I do think he's going to be, I was trying to pull it up because I had it somewhere and I can't remember where I put it, where they have him running right now. They actually had him in the slot early on in the first two practices at Ohio State, which I found interesting in the past, we have seen Ryan Day and Brian Hartline move these guys around. For those of you who don't know, Garrett Wilson was going to believe play almost his entire second year in the slot at Ohio State, which is not something you'd expect. I think that they plan on moving him all around the offense, but I do think he's a very talented player. Um, I think he's got a shot to do something this year. I, I don't. Th- I still think Brandon Innes is going to end up being the best of that group, and then I think he will clearly be like the second guy in that offense moving forward with. If Devin Brown stays, Devin Brown, Lincoln Kine holds who. If they bring somebody in later, we'll see. But I, I do trust whoever that quarterback's going to be in a Ryan Day offense. So I think he has a chance to be the number two wide receiver in that offense, which is still really damn good moving forward. You're muted, sir. <laughs> Felix, you're, <laughs> you're still muted. We cannot hear you.
0: If you want to bet on athletes here in this second round, uh, Cam Seldon and Cordell Russell. Cam Seldon might be the best athlete in the entire class. L- literally a freakish athlete. It's just a question of what position is is he going to play. He doesn't have it. He's not a natural wide pr- receiver. Pr- and then pray for a running back. Play for running back. But they got a good running back there in this freshman class who I don't I, don't, I who's a more natural player, who's also a big boy in Khalifa Keith. Um, but Cordell Russell, I think that he's only played, is it like two years of football Somebody who, you know, if you're going to turn on the uh, the dunk highlights, he has those two um, and has length, like has an X body type. So if you're going to, in this second round, bet on like who runs fast and jumps high, Cam Seldon, Cordell, C- Cordell Russell. I have a lot of questions about Hakeem Williams. I have a lot of questions about Hakeem Williams' uh, game. You know, if you have the pick at the beginning of the second round here and you can get Jackson Arnold, I love me some Jackson Arnold. I would not have a problem taking him in in the first round. Niko Iamalieva, people have questions about him because his body type, you know, they don't like the stream being thing, but he's in the perfect offense for his – he is slender, man. He's in the perfect offense for his skill set. Before we get into the third round here, I'm just going to give some names that are on my watch lists because this is – The area where I would start to think about these guys, and you know, there are a lot of players who are, you know, in the player pool. I'm just reading from one of my leagues: Taylon Green, the quarterback from uh, Boise State; E.J. Warner, uh, that's Kurt Warner's son, right? At Temple. Yep. Uh, uh, Roman Hemby, the running back at Maryland. Devontae Walker uh, is is a free agent in a lot of places. Donovan Smith, the quarterback at Houston, who should be, you know, competing for the start starting job there. Dominic Lovett again. Dominic Lovett uh who's going to be a slot wide receiver at Georgia uh Byron Nesbit the tight end at, at uh
1: yeah, at
0: uh, North Carolina Monterey baldwin monterey baldwin wide receiver at Baylor who's playing in Jeff Grimes you know wide zone scheme there Jade McGowan the freshman at Vanderbilt these true freshmen who pop I mean whether it, a couple of years ago it was um it was uh Zay flowers. Zay Flowers had a similar freshman season, and now people are saying Zay Flowers is a potential first-round NFL draft pick. So Jaden McGowan, Brennan Rice, Jerry Rice's son at USC, had a great bowl game. He's in the free agent pool in a lot of places. Jordan Tyson, now he's got Deion Sanders and Sean Lewis there in Colorado. Jordan Tyson is a free agent in a lot of places. RJ Maryland at SMU, the tight end, free agent in a lot of places. One of my favorite pickups, JaQuindon Jackson at Utah, free agent in a lot of places. Uh, Curtis DeVille, wide receiver at Purdue. Malik Benson, of course, let's not forget about him. Um, Who else here? MJ Morris. MJ Morris might beat out your boy, uh, Brendan Armstrong at NC State. Don't forget about him. Don't forget about Kobe Pesor. Kobe Pace or might take that slot position at North Carolina and we know how much in the past I know they have a new offensive coordinator there at North Carolina but in the past that's been a very productive uh uh spot
2: uh Nate, Mc- Nate McCollum Carolina.
0: too from USA. Nate McClum Nate, Nate McCollum uh DJ Hayden at, at Ohio State squirrel white squirrel white at ten, at Tennessee is is a, a a free agent in a lot of places Colby Young at Miami, if they're going to be spreading the ball around, he could be the beneficiary. Uh, so, I mean, those are—I mean, there are a lot of names uh, of guys that uh, that you could value here in this, even in the second round. I mean, Dominic Love it to me as a second round pick. I mean, there are some other guys. Jaquindon Jackson is probably right here in this third ish round. I would take him. Uh, so, here let's talk about this third round. Dontavius Braswell goes number one. Jaden Greathouse number two, wide receiver, uh, Notre Dame. Caleb Jackson running back lsu richard young running back he's the second running back in that freshman class at alabama how do you say andrew andrew it's andrew rappelier andrew rappelier, andrew rappelier taken by chris moxley here in the third round deandre moore uh, second wide receiver there at texas aiden Childs, that probably stole him from matt bruning uh took him uh, the quarterback at uh, oregon state kenny minchie uh quarterback at notre dame David Martin Robinson, I have not looked at Dude, him at all. Uh, is that a real person?
1: It's Deuce, a placeholder for
0: Deuce Robinson. All oh, for Deuce Robinson. Yeah. Deuce Robinson, who is still not—is Deuce
1: Robinson committed to nope. USC? The no, he's, word is that he will baseball. commit on April first. So we still got like half Deuce a month Robinson left
0: baseball. Yeah. So Deuce Robinson, yeah, here, yeah he's a baseball uh, player. <laughs> uh, go Mike. Lincoln Pine Holtz, who's talented, but is probably never going to play at Ohio State. Matt. Okay, Coleman. Who is Matthew Coleman? That's also not a that's not a uh, that
1: is holder. a placeholder for somebody, and I cannot remember who I was. Okay, and then
0: Austin that. Nova said uh, Matt Burnings' boy uh, is the last pick of the third round. And you know what? We're, we'll we'll I don't know how long we're going. It feels like we're going long, but we'll finish here in the third round. We can pick this up next week. Um, Matt, any thoughts about about this round? I mean, it, it I, so it feels like there's a huge drop off. After this second round, like a huge drop off, like a lot of the guys that I named who are available in in supplemental picks in my draft, I would be taking them in this area.
1: Yeah, the third round is probably a good area for you to take some of the supplemental picks. Just to clarify, Matthew Coleman is actually Malachi Coleman, the wide receiver, going to uh, Nebraska. That That's who D-Lib took. I was trying to figure out who the placeholder was. Um, Yeah, because I, I don't think, like, I think Andrew Rappelier is a fine pick here. Richard Young, too. I mean, I'm fine taking a shot on an Alabama running back. I personally was kind of surprised to see Aiden Childs and Austin Novoset go here. I honestly thought I was going to be able to get both of them later in the drafts. Um, obviously, they both go here. Same with Kenny Min- Honestly, all the quarterbacks. I know, but still, like I think all the quarterbacks. I thought it was a little weird seeing all four of those. Because I mean, I think you could argue Childs has a sh- has shot to play this year. I don't know just because of DJU. I don't think any of those guys are playing this year. Lincoln's not. I don't think Novoset is unless Nick's gets hurt. And Kenny Minchie's definitely not. So, like, I, I don't think any of those guys really has a shot to play. So, taking them in the third round, I think, is a little bit too early. Um, Yeah, so I do agree with you. Like, this is now, if you're in that third round and you're looking at, you know, a uh, something like, especially, I I think Devontae Walker would go in the second latest. But, like, if he's available here in the third, you're taking him. If, if Michael Penix, you talked about earlier, you want that high CFF, high-end upside CFF quarterback, the chance to get drafted day one, day two next year, you're taking Michael Penix so You're not taking a freshman because... I'm fine waiting and grabbing, you know, like you see Pierce Clarkson, Avery and J- Avery Johnson going the fourth round. I'm fine grabbing one of those quarterbacks in the fourth round and, and passing uh, as much as I love Chiles and Nova sad, I'm fine passing on those two in the third and getting a Clarkson or an Avery Johnson later and getting a Michael Penix or Devontis Walker in the third.
0: Chris, any thoughts about
2: this third round?
1: Um, so I
2: try to auto draft as much as I can. And, I don't always turn off the fill your roster first setting on fan tracks, or else I would have Aiden Childs instead of Andrew Replier. Um, But, you know, I, I, I'm not mad at the pick either because, you know, he was top three in my queue. I actually felt like this round went pretty... Uh, you know, pretty much how I expected. Like I wanted Antavious Braswell, Barnabas took him. I thought that was a really nice pick. I a big fan of the player. I was interested in Jaden Greathouse. I was interested in Richard Young as well. Um but you know, I there are interesting picks, right? So Deuce Robinson here, I think he's gonna play for baseball to be like totally honest I don't think he's an NFL player like I wouldn't take him in the top 3 uh three rounds of a, a freshman or a supplemental draft. I just think there's way too much risk. I would rather take like I did Ed Apelier or Pierce Sperlin. Like I I just rather take both those tight ends than like roll the dice. And those are our second and third tight ends in our uh freshman supplemental guide too. So like w- w- we're pretty much on the same page. There. I just I just think you're taking a risk there. I don't hate kind holes because I've taken kind holes on a couple places just because I think that he is a good quarterback, even if it doesn't work out at Ohio state, which it probably doesn't. I like Minchie as well. I I mean, I'm a quarterback guy. So I don't, I'm not going to argue with any quarterbacks early because I, I just think that's the way to draft. Uh, the, the one pick that made me, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it was early for Natavius Braswell, even though I had him in my queue. Like, I feel like I I was going to get him in the fourth round, but I don't disagree with it because I think he's really good. It's like, I don't know. If,
0: If you feel lost after the first round, after the first two rounds, do not, don't, I mean, I do too. Okay, so I, you know, I, we, you have to do these Oh, I was struggling
2: straight continue up.
0: Continue to become familiar <laughs> with these guys. I was like, man, there's some, I mean, there's some some uh, uh, supplemental players that I would take here, but I'm struggling as far as the names that I, it's not just the names that I know. It's names that I feel comfortable with, that I'm like, they are worth this pick here. It was a struggle uh, after, after the third-ish rounds, because in the fir- fourth round, I took Tayshawn Lyons, who I think is a... Of like a a very good player, I have no idea if he's going to develop into be a, a you know a decent wide receiver there at Washington. So I mean, even fourth round seems like really high draft
2: capital for a player that I'm not totally confident is going to pan out. So well, you know, you know, it's funny in, in the same aspect. Like I took Noah Rogers, Ohio State wide receiver in the fifth round. I don't think he's any good. Like I I, I just don't think necessarily think that he's like going to do anything at Ohio State. Wide he, receiver he's, he's the fourth overall player at twenty four seven. Like I, I, I just felt like I had to take him there. Like after you get outside the top twenty four players, it's just it's a wild west.
0: Well, I mean I, I in the freshman and supplemental guide, I said that Cal Swanson was a player that you should track and maybe consider at the end of freshman drafts he's taken here in the sixth round that was in the, sixth, in the sixth round i mean it's going to be hard to hide players player. because well you know the players that we talk about are going to be they're just going to be pushed up boards i mean they're just going to be pushed up boards
1: that's that's why i was saying i i feel like taking childs and those guys in round three is a little too high because you can get a guy like cal swanson in round six or seven like that's why for me i'd advocate Wait, like, like, do you really think
2: there's a big difference between or you don't think there's a big difference between Chiles and Novosad and Kyle Swanson? Because I think there is. But, well, I, mean, I don't I'm not, think... I'm not as in depth with the freshman as you are. I, just, I
1: don't know that Swanson initial, you know. has much of a shot of getting to the NFL. But like, I think you could argue that Ch- Menchie's probably the one out of those four in that round that I think I feel safer projecting toward the to the NFL. I sure. still have my questions about Novosad and Childs. And, like, as much as I love Novasad, if you're talking fa- pure fantasy perspective, he does not run as much as any... Well, Minchie doesn't run either, if we're being honest. But, like, he doesn't run as much as Kineholes or Childs do. So, like, if you're going strictly fantasy, then I'm fine those two going there. But, again, you're talking about Lincoln Kineholes Like... If he doesn't play at Ohio State, like, how do we know this? Like, you're saying, oh, we're, we're fine him being a good quarterback prospect, and I agree, and so this may be a bad comparison. But, like, how do we know he doesn't end up the Sam Hubbard route and end up, like, at a Cal Poly because there's nowhere else for him to transfer to because he waits too long? Like, that's my fear with a guy like Heinholz, because unless Devin Brown transfers out, you no, may be waiting. No,
2: features Joe Burrow. normal, The very normal, co- the very normal yeah. common path that Ohio that's State what,
1: backup Yeah, that's, that's what everybody wants. But, yeah, I just— <laughs> For me, taking those guys that early, like, I just, I'd i rather have, like, so, for instance, Felix took on Lions. I'd rather have him over some of those guys because even if we're not sure how much he'll develop, like, he's likely going to be the future wide, top wide receiver in Washington as early as next year. And as long as DeBoer's there, I'm good with the wide receiver there. I took Nichols Harbour in that next round. I'm fine taking a guy like that because of how great of an athlete he is. You know, you got Kamarian Pimpton. Cameron Cook, who I think is going to be really good. Cole Cabana, who we've seen how effective Donovan Edwards has been in that role at Michigan. I'd rather take him. Like, I just think some of those quarterbacks were projecting so much with them. I'd rather take some of these wide receivers and running backs over them. And like I said, I'm fine. Like, if you want to take him there, I'm fine. I got Cal Swanson in the six, who may not be an NFL quarterback, but I could get him for four years as a fantasy guy on the CFF side and be perfectly happy with that. And I, I felt the same thing Cal, when Cal I took Swanson Chris Watson Carson I from-
0: this about. I, li- I really yeah. like Cal Swanson, yeah. so I want to say this about him. Um, he is a, a true dual threat gunslinger who is going yeah. to uh, to an offense that has never had a true dual threat gunslinger. I have no idea how he's going to pan out with uh, with Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema has never had a player like like Cal Swanson, but I, I love his tool set. If he was, I, but I, but it also scares me. He was, he's, he's coming from Oklahoma. Was not recruited by Oklahoma. Was not recruited by either of the Oklahoma schools was not recruited by Texas was not recruited by the schools in the big 12. His one power five offer was from Illinois. So uh, a player that we like, but it seemed to fall off the radar.
2: Barry Lonnie, the office coordinator there at Illinois is like sneaky good. Yeah. Like he runs a super up tempo offense, but it's like run based. But I think he like understands the value of like possession. So I I actually really like that landing spot for Swans because I think that if they had a good quarterback, it would uh, it it would do wonders. So,
1: well, hang on, I I want to get on the quarterback thing real quick. I want to add one more thing on that because you're talking about the fantasy side of things. That's another reason why I want to wait because you got three guys in that fourth round that I think all have. Possibly better fantasy upsides on the college side of things. Now, Daniel Mack Jr. is Austin Mack going to Washington a bit more of a projection than any of the others because he did reclassify. He's only 16 years old, so he might not end up working out, but like he's the guy going into Washington with Kalen DeBoer that we really like, right? We want to be part of that offense. Pierce Clarkson with Jeff Braum who I think, regardless of what you think about Pierce Clarkson's arm and NFL ability, you want the Louisville quarterback because he can run. And then Avery Johnson. We saw what Colin Klein was able to do with Adrian Martinez and Will Howard, and I don't think it's unfair to say that arm talent-wise, Avery Johnson could be better than both, and he is a really good runner as well. You may have to wait a year to get him, but, like, again— all these guys, including Cal Swanson, who you just mentioned with the fans, said, like all those guys, and they're going later. That's why I'm saying, like, I would not reach on these quarterbacks. I think there's guys you can grab later.
2: This is this is going to be a future topic on our nil only podcast, a hundred percent. Because uh, I we should have been to, advocating yeah, this. We,
0: There is an there is an nil only podcast. Um, to be honest, we, Austin does not let us just talk about anything. That on this show, we get to, we get to talk about anything. We get to talk, we get to tell stories. We get to, to, to talk about what happens behind the scenes. So I'm going to really enjoy, um, that NIL podcast. I think that that drops third. I have no idea how that, I think it's dropping. Going fr- going I think it's went. dropping
2: Friday. The first episode.
0: Okay. Created. So the, the NIL only podcast is dropping, uh, dropping Friday. Um, Matt, you, you look like you were going to say something. Cause I'm getting ready to wrap up the show here.
1: No, no, that was it, just the quarterback thing, that was it.
0: Uh, The rest of the week, go ahead and pay attention to the articles on the website. As far as audio content, you've got Canton Bound, the official, um, and the Better Sports Show on Friday at 7, I believe. So support us there, the Better Sports Show. You can have fun and interact with us there. But that, I think that's it. I think that's it. So uh, we appreciate your support tonight. Apologies to Kirk Curve Street. You ran out of time. We're going to get. We are going to get him rescheduled soon. For Chris Moxley, Matt Bruning, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck.